hello. Welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project podcast. I'm Caleb, and this is Amy. Hello. Um, and this podcast, we're basically just talking about uh, our life living in a van, which we just moved into in beginning of July. However, this first podcast was recorded months ago. Yes, this first podcast was recorded back in March after we had just taken our van on its first trip to Moab, Utah. Um, we were still living in our house at this point. We had bought the van, um, and we're slowly planning on moving into it. I mean, you'll hear our plans in the episode. But we just wanted to come on here and let you know that this was recorded back in March, and things have changed. Yes, so you get to hear our minds in March, before COVID had really become a thing in the U.S., um, before all of our trips have been canceled. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy that. And then you can also check out the second one, where we talk about our process, process of actually moving into the van when it did happen, which was June 30th. Not that long ago. Yeah, and not now. actually June 30th, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So enjoy the first podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and today with me, I have my husband. What's your name? Oh, hi. I'm Caleb. <laughs> nice hi, to Caleb. meet you. Yeah, so we are Amy and Caleb, and we have decided to embark on the journey of living in a van, documenting it in several different ways, this being one of the ways, doing a podcast. So we kind of wanted to start out this first episode talking about who we are, um, why we decided to invest our time and energy and money in this new um, van life adventure. Uh, so Caleb, would you like to start, kind of let people know who you are and what made you decide to want to move into a van? Um, who am I? That is a big question, Amy. <laughs> it is a big question. <laughs> because I don't know if I know the answer. But anyways, um, as a couple, we've been married seven years. Mm -hmm. I guess, wait, is it seven? What's going to be our It'll official, be seven years It'll be seven years in May, which is coming up. And I think we were born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, both of us. And we made the decision like a little over three years ago probably to move out of Nashville. We had just been there our whole lives after both finishing college in Middle Tennessee and then having stayed in the area uh, and finding jobs there. We decided that we should move to Colorado um, for whatever reason, a change of pace, for a new adventure. We had both been to Colorado I know, uh, on Trek, Wilderness Trek, which is like a week-long backpacking trip out into the mountains in high school. I believe you did that twice, right? Just once. Oh, you just did it once? Okay. Mm -hmm. I just did it once too. Um, and yeah, I think it both connected with us. And I think when we were, we decided, we had always, always tossed around the idea of moving one just out of Nashville. And then um, when we decided that, yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Colorado really stuck out to us as a place we wanted to explore. So when we decided to move out to Colorado, we had also been 
kind of tossing the idea of maybe some point in our life exploring tiny home living or living in a tiny house. and something that's always intrigued me um, from my years in college up until now still. So as we decided to plan to move to Colorado, we started looking into possibly like moving to Colorado and living out of a tiny home or what that would look like. Uh, we came across a lot of roadblocks and just kind of very confusing information regarding the tiny house community. So we decided to move out to Colorado uh, just and, and then like get settled into just a new way of living in a new state before we decided to embark on some kind of minimalistic life. Long story short, or actually long story longer <laughs> is what I should say, uh, two years into Colorado and we began heavily kind of modifying our search from a tiny home into a van living situation, some kind of converted camper van, tiny home, like hybrid, so that we can live and drive out of it and travel instead of having to have two separate units. Um, and that's what led us to van life. Was that the question? That was you the question. You asked me who I was and how we got to van life? Is yeah. that it? So yeah, that's how we got there. We actually probably started heavily looking into buying vans like last summer, which would be about six months ago, six to eight months ago. And then um, projecting that we would want a van probably by sometime beginning or midsummer of this year, 2020. We ended up getting a van early in 2020, like right off the bat, which was before we originally thought it would happen, but uh, it seemed to work out. So we went for that route. Yeah, and just so y'all know, the van we did end up getting is a 2006 Dodge Sprinter van. Um, 3500. 3500, yes. Dodge Sprinter van, 3500. Um, so uh, this is what we have now. And her name is Shasta, and she is beautiful. She sits out in front, um, in front of our house now. And we are slowly transitioning into moving into her full time. And we actually just took Shasta out on her first trip. We decided to go to Moab, Utah. Um, this was kind of a no-brainer for us, I would think, to take her on the first trip to Moab. Moab has been like a really special place for both of us. Um, we both had never been there until we moved out here to Colorado. And so the first time we went was together. And the experience that we had there was just beautiful and then if you've ever been to Moab the scenery there is pretty unreal unlike anything we ever really knew existed so taking her to Moab kind of felt like the natural next step to do it's a quick trip from Denver as well only about five hours so we kind of wanted to just hash out our first trip in the van what it was like how did we feel all of all these questions um so what did we do while we were in Moab. Caleb, how would you describe what we did while we were in Moab in the van? Well, I feel like I would like to hear more of your answers about just coming to van life. Oh, yeah? Um, like, yeah. Like, what? how did your mental process go from going from deciding to live in a home to where we are in van life now? Hmm, my mental process. Yes, your mental process. Like, how, how did you decide that van life, or even when we started tossing the idea of like, hey, we're going to move to Colorado, which is big and new for us, 
and then we possibly want to move into some kind of minimalized minimalistic living situation tiny house van life and now we here we have a van like that's a big jump mm-hmm. i know it's kind of like van life is becoming and tiny house living is becoming a trendier thing but trendy just as in more people are doing it but still a very very small percentage <laughs> of the population that is actually pursuing this and i think it's so yeah i want to i want to know what how mentally you feel about downsizing to live in a van downsizing specifically i mentally feel really good about and excited for i like the idea of minimalism um i would like i mean i would like to say i'm not a person who buys a lot of things and owns a lot of things but that's obviously a very uh answer to that question can be interpreted in different ways um I'm really excited to minimalize, to be forced to get rid of things and to really focus on the things and the people and the experiences that really, really matter to me Um, when I think of just physical space, really, because that's all we're going to have room for (laughs) are the things that really matter to me. Um, And I'm excited about that kind of purging process. Um, We have started that process a little bit since we do still have our house. Um, We haven't fully completely just eliminated everything and only have what's going to go in the van at the moment. So I'm sure it's going to get harder as we get closer to time. Um, But I kind of think it'll be a beautiful process of letting go and shedding old things or old mementos or just things of the past and really being able to step into this new chapter of life with a lot of a clean slate, a lot of empowerment and confidence and just ready to move on. Um, As far as the physical aspect of moving from a house to a van, just as far as living quarters go and just the differences that those will bring about. Um, I feel, I feel mixed feelings. I, the main part of me feels extremely excited. Obviously I decided to pursue this and invest in it. I'm not gonna lie. There are some moments where it's kind of like, okay. Like sometimes there is a little bit of ungroundedness of just the unknown of not really knowing, um, not really knowing exactly what life's going to look like. That brings so much excitement. It also at times can bring a little bit of uneasiness. It definitely doesn't outweigh the excitedness, but it definitely is there. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but. So, uh, yeah, I know you mentioned downsizing. What were some, was that a major catalyst in wanting to pursue some kind of minimalistic tiny house living van life or, and what were maybe some other reasons that, that life looking at it you know three years uh in the past like as a possible future possibility like what was driving you what were some of your mentalities that were driving like oh i want to get i want my life to look like this and i would say downsizing wasn't a huge one the biggest one that stands out to me is just the opportunity to travel and the opportunity to live more with the earth in tune with the earth um being outside more getting just to see more things. Um, those were really the driving forces, I would say, behind me pursuing that lifestyle. I think downsizing is an awesome plus to that. It's almost like a great side effect yeah. of pursuing it. Yeah. It's just like you either have to downsize or you, you just have to downsize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's literally not enough room for everything we have in this house in the van. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I would say the main catalyst was just the travel aspect of it and living more yeah closer closer to the earth less distance between me and nature for sure 
right back at you caleb cool i'm interested <laughs> what about you what is your how do you feel about dying down let's start how do you feel about downsizing great um i had like a revolutionary revolutionary year at one point in college where i kind of like decided to shed all these earthly possessions that i had like racked up over the course of my childhood and early adult life and i remember when i kind of came to that decision i mean literally just selling stuff on ebay <laughs> like everything I, I had <laughs> and just kind of minimalizing to and really just fine-tuning okay what is a necessity in my life what is you know uh some kind of recreational thing what is something that's just unnecessary and really um just like taking stock of that and then doing away with what I thought no longer served any purpose and kind of just trying to find like the simplistic life I think that's where the journey really started for me of like wanting to pursue an actual lifestyle that just focused on what the, the core human needs. <laughs> you know, we don't need, I don't feel like I need large houses to fill up with material things that I'm not ever going to use or see. I want my, my fullness of life is experienced through connecting with myself, connecting with other humans, and then exploring like the world around me, especially in nature and natural national parks and just like yeah traveling traveling the world just you really come to know like what do you need food water a little place to stay a cozy partner <laughs> am i <laughs> cozy partner you're a cozy partner <laughs> i also have two other cozy partners our dogs conan mm -hmm. and jet they're cozy partners um and then like everything else kind of just stems from those those basic needs being met and you really realize that you don't need anything else other than the learning experience of the universe you're in i think that was a major pursuant of mine i just i think another side effect too to having less things or to downsizing is the things that you do decide to keep or to take with you like you almost you treat them better mm -hmm. i think just because you have i don't it's like the more you have the more overwhelming it can be to take care of things and then you kind of whittle it down to the only things you need and i feel like over a long period of time it's just like they provide whatever it is like a shirt or a book whatever it is like it provides you a better service over a long period of time because you take a better care of it yeah exactly which i'm no, sure we'll learn just, yeah just take a stock of what's really important in your life when you simplify and i think it really just makes connecting with yourself and then also how you like see the world around you just very simple and pure um without having to like keep you know dig through clutters and stuff like that that's that's probably a main catalyst and yeah downsizing like i love i love trying to live minimalistically in terms of possessions um i think we did that a lot when we moved out to colorado originally we downsized a lot got a lot of got rid of a lot of furniture and stuff but i mean even then since we've been living here for two years you just fill mm -hmm. the space in your house with stuff that you talk yourself into needing maybe find uses for but is it necessary in like a day-to-day -day, um traveling life probably not so yeah awesome. that's where i'm at <laughs> very cool i like hearing that perspective thanks for sharing thanks for asking so you want to move into our first trip we can move into our first trip another thing i wanted to give on the history as of the time where we are recording this we have not moved full-time into the van yet have we said that i don't know so currently we still are in denver colorado living in a rental house property that we have a lease on through the end of june uh which is when we were planning to like 
actually purchase the van. But the van purchase came beginning of 2020. So now we have a van to live in and we also have a lease through June. So uh, currently kind of splitting time, trying to figure out what to do amongst this viral outbreak. Um, but yeah, yes. that's a little more backstory. Yeah, that's the backstory <laughs> of where we are at right now. Um, kind of splitting time between the two. And we wanted a slow transition into the van. We didn't nece- we had talked about it. We didn't necessarily want to buy a van and have to be out of our house like within two weeks. Um, we kind of wanted at least, I would say, like a month to a month and a half to like slowly transition and moving in. But we got a lot more than that, so which is super cool. Sometimes just you can create a timeline and you can kind of get an idea in your head. But when the oper- right opportunity presents itself, you just can't turn it down. And that's kind of what happened to us. Um, so, yeah, and we feel good about that decision. And here we are. So we took Shasta on her first trip to Moab, Utah, where we spent three nights, um, pretty much about three full days there. And Moab's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I kind of talked about it in the beginning, why we chose to go there. But um, Moab is super cool. It is just felt like the natural, most organic place for us to go first. Um, so Caleb, when you think back on those three days, so we've been home for about a week now. So that trip was about a week ago. So when you think back on those three days, like what do you feel or have you taken time to reflect on it? And well, since we got back, it's been utter chaos (laughs) in, in our culture and in the world. Um, so yeah, it's weird. We literally just took that trip because we were like, we need to take the van on the trip. It had been sitting in our just out front of our house for like a month and a half um, because, yeah, we weren't planning on buying it as early as we bought it, but the situation worked out. So that's where this Moab trip came about. We were just like, okay, let's block off four days and a few nights and just like try out the van life. We know we're going to move into it full time in the future, for sure, at least um, end of June. So like we wanted to start transitioning, getting used to the life, figuring out like, oh, hey, we could actually use this in the future. And like, oh, hey, this might be really useful if we were to purchase this for the van. Or like, oh, we don't actually have room for this. So it was kind of like a test run on van life with no pressure to fail because we could just come back to our house. Uh, So, yeah, it was kind of just like a fun trip. I wasn't really planning on doing a whole lot of work, just kind of figuring out the very simple of like, yo, just jump in the van life find spots to live, see how refilling water works, see how driving the van is, like all the basics, just like get to know Shasta, start getting to know, Shasta's the name of the van, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that, <laughs> but I think I did. Um, yeah, and just like figure out some, some basic van life stuff, see how we sleep in it. We, uh, our first purchase for the van was a mattress that we just ordered on Groupon, thank you, <laughs> um, which was very comfy, but... We kind of did a test run, too, for uh, the van didn't have any kind of refrigerator or cooler. So another early purchase we made was, like, a mini fridge to put in there. And really, this trip was kind of a test run for it because we even threw the idea around of not having a fridge. Um, And we were like, let's just buy this, try it out, and if we decide we don't think we need it, we'll just take it back. Turns out we do need it, and I'm very (laughs) glad we got one. (laughs) We eat a lot of stuff that needs to be kept cold. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know us, we do, we eat vegan. Mm-hmm. We've been eating vegan for probably like three, three years. years now. Mm-hmm. And obviously that for those who have dove into veganism, it's not a perfect hundred percent lifestyle. 
but you know it's it's a trial and process and yes more times than not our days are non-dairy and non-animal product (laughs) related um so yeah going into the van we knew i thought that would be a big challenge of like okay how do we maintain a type of vegan lifestyle um i mean lots of fresh produce Mm -hmm. we try to eat whole you know veggies and fresh produce and organic and it's like how do we transition that into a space where which uh, i think we will probably come out with a van tour video at some point in the future so you can actually see what all we're working with but one thing that was not in the van there was there was no kind of refrigerator system which the guy who sold us sold us the van who had been living out of it just didn't think he needed that aspect of his eating but we thought we did so (laughs) and we do (laughs) we were like you know what i think we're gonna use this let's buy it let's try it out on this trip if it doesn't work we can return it um and it worked great we were able to kind of easily transition Mm -hmm. our diet and kind of how we cook and eat a vegan at home with a full kitchen into that van kitchen very easily yeah i was pretty surprised at kind of how easy it was i was too it's nice that the van has the two propane it's got two Mm -hmm. eyes a propane stove um or a propane stove with two eyes Mm -hmm. so yeah easy cooking um and prepping and now that we have a fridge lots of places to store some fresh produce and cold drinks. And cold drinks, if there's room. We make room. We make room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so really the trip was just kind of about that. Like we just, we really didn't go into it with like a plan. We really just wanted to approach this new lifestyle and see what it was going to be like. And kind of, I love how you worded it. Like you said, like there's no perfect way to do it. Like we have our house to come home to. There was no way we could just like fail super hard um so yeah that's really what this trip was about um most of our days were spent waking up cooking learning how to I really feel like I was aware and conscious of like learning how to take up space in the van together um and really I think it just takes a lot of communication I mean even as simple as just saying like hey I'm going here to do this like hey I'm gonna change clothes so then Caleb knows, okay, I need to move from standing in front of the drawers and maybe move up towards the front of the van where anything where it is. <laughs> anything Amy needs to change to do to change clothes isn't uh, you know, she's not gonna need to go up there. So just things like that, that like in a house you don't really have to do. I mean, we joke that we do that in the kitchen all the time because we're always standing in front of the drawer the other person needs at home. But just things like that in a house you don't really have to do all the time, literally to tell a person what you're doing so that they know where to be and where not to be essentially at every moment. Um, but yeah, I feel like our days were just kind of spent waking up, cooking, playing outside with our dogs. Um, something that I feel like I've gotten asked a lot since coming back is how did our dogs enjoy the trip or how do they feel about van life? Um, obviously they don't know what's coming. They have no idea, (laughs) which is kind of funny to think about. Um, but honestly they loved it. I mean, being in Moab, we were just kind of in the middle of the desert. Um, we were practicing social distancing before that was even a thing. There were no one around. <laughs> and so it was beautiful that they could just like, they just had the space to run and to be. And I mean, they both kind of stay close to us. So um, it was just really nice to have the freedom and to see them like just dive into that freedom and have a lot of fun with it. They were exhausted at nights. Um, 
I don't think they slept well. Typically in new spots, it takes them a few nights to really sleep well. Yeah, I think Jed did. Yeah. So a little background on the dogs, I guess, since we went ahead and dove into this. We have two dogs. Um, They both are mutts or mixes. We We rescued both of them, essentially, so don't really know what they are. But one of them, the oldest one, his name is Jet, and he is almost nine years old. And once again, don't know exactly what he is, but he definitely has corgi in him. Yeah, corgi. You heard me. (laughs) And he has the personality of a cat. He is very just like loves to be comfy, loves to make himself comfortable. And then he also loves to play B-A-L-L. Can't say the word because he'll freak out. And then our second dog is Kona. And he is almost five years old. And once again, he's a mix as well. Um, But we definitely think he has Australian Shepherd and Border Collie. And he is just like, he's an angel dog. Honestly, he is super easy to be around, super easy to have around. He loves to be around us. And yeah, he's awesome. They're both awesome together. Um, But yeah, those are our dogs that are going to be living on the road with us as well. How do you think they enjoyed van life? I think Kona's going to love it. He just likes being outdoors. We've taken him since we've been to Colorado. We've started hiking some of the 14ers during the summer season. Um, And we've taken Kona on the majority of the ones we've done. Mm -hmm. He's only not been on a few, and he dominates those. He's he's very uh, low-key athletic, ATH, and just really, I mean, he's easy to be around. We haven't trained him. He's the most loyal dog. He just walks by our feet when we hike. And doesn't stray from our side unless he sees a squirrel. So, yeah, he is going to love it. Jet is starting to get to the age where he's getting too old to really enjoy a lot of the benefits. I think van life would offer him, but that's okay because we just bought him this comfy-ass bed, uh, which we didn't mention, but takes up a lot of room in the van. That's a good point, actually. Uh, yeah, we were not thinking that when we bought it. But, yeah, he's ha- he's been having some hip troubles, some early-onset arthritis. Um, so, yeah, we bought him a new bed. It is a big one, which is what he enjoys doing at home anyways. It's just mm-hmm. sleeping all day unless there is the opportunity to play B-A-L-L. But it's coming to the point where even playing for long spans of time is starting to affect his physical form. Like, mm-hmm. he's, you can, he's visibly sore or just like you know kind of like has a has a limp so i think he'll enjoy his bed in the van um and he likes being outside all, just like say, walking yeah. around and exploring he's kind of a little like nosy explorer so yeah they'll be fine i mean their big thing is as long as they're with us mm-hmm. yeah as long so. as they're with us they're good which van life you're gonna get a lot of us jet and kona a lot of us <laughs> i hope you enjoy it because we're gonna get a lot of you too and we're gonna get a lot of each other yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about a lot of each other, a lot of you and me? I feel pretty good about that. That's all you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I think we we have always coexisted well as as just human beings next to each other and as friends and as lovers. Come here, lover. Um yeah, you know, I, hearing from other friends who have done van life before and, like, dealing with, or just, like, you know, if there's two people in the van, if there's any tension that comes up, it's, like, you can't escape it. It's right there. 
so far when we were in Moab, you know, we even had moments alone where you would go outside and work out and do yoga. And one time I stayed in the van and did some editing work. So like there's ways you, I mean, I, th- I think the whole thing about that, another thing that drew me to this life is it just makes you, keeps you thinking outside of the box. It's like, okay, even if we do have a moment of tension, it's like, all right, we're in this close contained space. How do we find a way to give each other space? Whether that's one of us needs to go outside and take a hike by themselves or whether we just need to put on some headphones and like zone in for a few hours. I don't know. It just really keeps you thinking creatively and outside of the box from stuff like that, finding space from each other when we may need it to finding, you know, like where to refill the water, where to take Mm -hmm. a shit, where, um, you know, just anything. So that was another thing that really drew me to the life. So I'm excited to work through stuff with you. I think through our relationship, we've always done very well at that when we have tensions. (laughs) So yeah, I'm sure they'll come up and I'm sure we will work that out. Don't worry. We'll talk all about it. Talk (laughs) all about it with, yes. With you all. No, I, I think I love that creative take that you just put on van life that it just causes you to think creatively and outside of the box in every situation any kind of way um i think one of the things that i think will be interesting to traverse and i'm excited to traverse with you are things like if yeah there are moments where there's like a lot of tension in between us kind of like you were saying it's all in that one space like we can't ways to escape it i guess would be to like you were saying one of us go on a hike the other stay in or or not even escape it, but just kind of let it settle, I guess. Um, but I like the opportunity I think van life provides to like, you, we're going to have to deal with it at some point. I don't think we can just constantly let things settle or run away from things in that, literally in that small of a space. Like, I think it's going to challenge us to, um, really face these things together and, um, and be flexible and be communicative. Like even you were saying when you're like, hey, I need to change clothes. If I'm working, how the van is structured, I basically have to put up all my work Mm -hmm. so you can come down. So you have a room to stand, to open up the drawers, to get Mm -hmm. your clothes, to put them on, to go outside and do yoga. And then I would have to like reset up, pull back out the table. So like just a lot of communication, a lot of just being flexible for plans changing. and Patience. Patience. Um, so there, there brings a lot of opportunity for growth and learning, mm-hmm. just limitless possibilities, mm-hmm. I feel like, and just uh, paths to take. Yeah, which really excites me a lot. Ditto. Cool. <laughs> okay, let's see. What moments stand out to you about our trip? Uh, well, we so happen to be going to Moab on the beginning of the week of the full moon. Mm. which was not planned, which was crazy. We were just, we just booked the, we thought these three or four days. It was very were, random. Yeah, very random. We were just like, hey, this, it looks like this overlapping weekend and beginning of the week looks like the perfect time to just take a few days off and go to Moab. Like no string, no pressures or anything. And no real stress with getting off of work. Um, and it just, that when we found out when we were going, like the few days before, it was supposed to be a new moon rise on uh, 
Monday, I think, the mm-hmm. Monday night. Mm-hmm. And I think one as another aspect of van life I was really getting for, like looking forward to is like having that home structure, but then also being able to at night, like after say whatever happened during the day, I can just go outside and literally we just like made a fire and sat and watched the moon rise over the mesas of Moab in the desert. The Lone Mesa. The Lone Mesa. Um, and then we got tired, and then we went back into our house and went to sleep. <laughs> and then we literally did that same thing the next night. And it's like that could be an, that kind of experience, watching the full moon rise in the middle of the desert in Moab by a campfire. That could be – that is almost like an every night experience. It's like it's not just a once-in-the-summer once camping trip that we've had growing up. It's like, oh, wait, this is going to be kind of possibly a, a nightlife. It's just hmm. – Or like even having the opportunity like, okay, I'm going to step outside and go on a hike in this amazing location during the day. But yeah, watching the moon rise both nights and then the second night we really got to see some stars before the full moon even came out. Just having that opportunity to like live in that space, just like that, that close to nature, that close to these epic views. And that is something that was amazing. What about you? It's just like... I mean, those are obviously the most I say not to me too, but it's just like this reminder of like that happens. I mean, it's not a full moon every night, obviously, but that happens every night, every night. And we rarely see it. Yeah. That's exactly like, I think that's a big thing. I came away with it. It's just like, like you don't have, or I don't have to create, like, I don't have to work so hard to create or buy or get or produce this beautiful cool awesome thing like literally i can just every single night step outside and witness the most beautiful life-giving experiences yeah it's like just it feels very connected to that those cycles Mm -hmm. like you're literally just there now we were like i feel like the second night we're like wait we could just watch the full moon rise again it's not technically full Mm -hmm. the next night but it's like wait we let's just watch the full moon again Mm -hmm. when at home we're like uh i don't know you want to watch something on netflix Mm -hmm. and now here it's like you can just step outside and be connected to the cycle of the universe just right there in the most like we were in the middle of nowhere on some blm lands under the shadow of this mesa the lone mesa just watching this golden moon rise and it almost just feels like like yeah we could do that every single night and like i guess on paper you could see that and be like well that sounds like it would get boring doing the same thing every night it might get boring i don't know who knows it might but from my experience so far i say no i i say no it's not like doing the same thing in a house every single night if i were to watch something the same thing on netflix every single night i would definitely get bored of it and like (laughs) just need to break out of that i just don't see that happening with nature yes it is I guess you could say, quote, the same experience every night, but it's totally not. (laughs) Like, it's totally not. The second night as opposed to the first night watching the moon come up and the stars, and it's just, I don't know, kind of hard to explain with words, Um, but I definitely know the way that I felt in those moments, and obviously that's what stood out to me about the trip too. And I know something that excites me from this trip about the future actually kind of has to do with that. Um, I don't really feel like we got to, we settled into this in our quick trip, but something that excites me about living in a van is I do think if I do it or when we do it long-term, 
naturally we will kind of just start to get in sync with the earth and start waking up with the sun and going to bed, you know, after the moonrise. Um, and I'm excited for that even like deeper connection with the earth and with the cycles that come with it and just feeling really interconnected with myself and the universe. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. The, the, I think an opportunity with van life as well, just doing van life and traveling and depending on where you stay, just presents the opportunities to access these just like events mm-hmm. at almost any time if you want rather than having to be like, all right, let's block off a weekend and Mm go uh, camping and watch the sunrise. It's like, oh man, this is just going to be an opportunity or for every morning, depending on where we're staying to just get up and watch the sunrise. It's not freezing. The desert or the mountains. And then at night do the same thing or sit out under the stars and then go to bed or go in the van and watch Netflix (laughs) and then go to bed. Yeah. Who knows? You can do that too. Or go get in the van and have an Alt-J dance party. Yes. Listen through all of their discography. <laughs> Which we did the last night. Yeah. Uh, with some rum and tequila after we watched the full moon rise. So it got a little chilly. We went inside. We turned on the speakers in Shasta. And we danced in the van under the full moon in the middle of the desert. But you wouldn't tell because we were in the van and it was super cozy. <laughs> v. Cozy. V. Cozy. Cozy partner. Cozy van. Cozy life. Cozy partner. <laughs> <laughs> cozy is the name of van life. The Untitled Cozy Van Life Project. Yeah. So that's pretty much sums up, I would say, this first uh, van life experience. Caleb, do you have anything else you want to add about the trip or anything at this point? No, not really. Awesome. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Since awesome. we got back, uh, life has been a little crazy, so yeah. who knows what the future holds, but that was also part of embracing van life, was just like, hey, every day is, like I said, you're going to have to be creative and thinking, think outside the box, be flexible, be patient, and it's like, we got back to what would be normal life, and it's... Not normal. Well, <laughs> not, not normal, and we're having to incorporate all those things, so good practice in the van and off the van. In the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, something else that came to my mind is kind of with like watching the the moonrise at night or the sunrise in the morning. We definitely faced some challenges during the days that we were in Moab. Yes. (laughs) Definitely faced some challenges during the days. And I think one of the beautiful things is like those challenges, yeah, we faced them and they were difficult. But like at night when we would just build the fire and sit there and look at the moon and the stars like it's almost like it all just kind of like dissolved and just melted away it was just like really I feel like for me at least brought me back to the present moment reminding me of just like what is here what is now what I'm experiencing how the universe is still just this magnificent display for us to witness um and I think that was definitely a lesson that I took away from it too was just Every night, it almost felt like that like reset button was just like. It's like tomorrow's pushed. a new day. This day's ending. Whatever happened, happened. Tomorrow's Which, gonna be a new opportunity to make it whatever you want. We hear that all the time. Like that phrase, I think, is very overused. But like, I don't know. I feel like I really started like embodying that and experiencing that, which is cool. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. 
Um, we're really excited to continue on this journey and to have you all along for the ride with us. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, please um, like and subscribe to our podcast. And I'm excited to catch up with you all next time.